You know, it's going to be a good one when we fully talk about the whole thing before. Yeah, we we've had record. like an hour long chit chat about the episode before we even push record. Oh, geez. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, Katie. Hi. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, your tone gave me the creeps. Yeah, um, that was intentional. Welcome to Please Bless This Podcast. This is the podcast where two sisters talk about all things Mormon and pop culture. And sometimes mormon home decor yeah love to hate it love to kind of love it i'm conflicted feel nostalgic about it probably still do some of it low-key oh for sure i'm elisa i'm katie today we're talking about the netflix series dream home makeover did you have to think about what it was called it's the worst title i I always want to call it Extreme Home Makeover, (laughs) which is that show from back in the day where they would like drive the bus in front of the house and be like, move that bus. Yeah, Ty Pennington. Let's go. It's too close to that name. Totally. And it's it's also just so generic, Dream Home Makeover. It doesn't tell us anything. The title is off and I can never remember it. Dream Home Makeover. So. The first season aired in 2020, and there have already been four seasons released. The fourth season just came out in December 2022, so they are cranking this show out. The reason it's relevant to us is that it's set in Utah. The leads are Shane Sin McGee, and we are 99.9% sure that they have been or currently are Mormon. Right. They're definitely Mormon presenting. Yes. They give us little to no reason to doubt that they would be Mormon and all Mm -hmm. the reason in the world to assume that they are, but they don't outright say whether or not they are, which drives me crazy. Right. And they walk that line so carefully. There are moments in this this series where you're like, oh, here it comes. Oh, no. They took it Yeah, they'll almost say something and you're like, oh, they're about to clear the air. Uh huh. Nope. They're about to bear they their testimony. Nothing. We did find them listed on Mormon Wiki, which Mormon Wiki is a thing. Yeah, love if it. If you're curious about prominent Mormons or wonder if someone's a Mormon, take yourself over to Mormon Wiki. Yes. <laughs> Didn't Shay McGee have an entry in Mormon Wiki that says that they met when they were both in college? Shay was a student at BYU. And Sid was roommates with her brother. Mm. And Sid was going to UVU, Utah Valley University. And would. if you don't know, those schools are close together geographically. Yeah. So there's <laughs> some overlap. If you go to BYU, you're going to know some folks going to UVU. But there are status differences. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, BYU is harder to get into. It's It's much more Mormon. Yeah, just, you know. A little different. So Mm -hmm. he was going to UVU, roommates with Shay's brother. They met through the brother and then started dating immediately. Got married when Shay was, I think, 19. Woo! So, you know, a typical Mormon story, honestly. Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who know them. Like, they're in my ward. They're in my stake. My cousin's best friend grew up in her home ward. Send us the info yeah if you're that person we want to know everything yeah every boring detail yep we want to know thank you 
no detail is too boring (laughs) so regardless of their current mormon status this show is steeped in like little mormon red flag yeah (laughs) right for sure and we just want to talk about um across the board this kind of home decor trend we see on the show the aesthetic is very mormon the people Mm -hmm. are very mormon the vibes are just mormon across the board right even the people who aren't mormon like the folks who are getting their homes remodeled and obviously aren't they are aware of the mormonness around them like you Mm -hmm. were talking about the very last episode of season four they're remodeling a bathroom for a couple that are very visibly not mormon presenting Mm -hmm. you know like tattoos and the man has pierced ears right active mormons that's just not what you're gonna see Mm -hmm. but at one point the wife says the word ass Mm-hmm. And like immediately covers her mouth. It's like, oh, uh, uh, I can't say that. I can't say that. But yeah. it's like, this is a Netflix show. Right. What would make you think you couldn't say ass? Except. Except. All the... these GD Mormons running around. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tattoos and piercings aside, I could tell these people weren't Mormon just from pulling up to their house. Okay. They like actually had a legitimately cool old house mm-hmm. that was like decorated like normal people with like mm-hmm. art and personal belongings and it wasn't like some cookie cutter experience and yeah. there was just like personal touches everywhere that sure. you just kind of don't see in any they of didn't, these other houses they didn't have like every piece of wall art clearly from a deseret book <laughs> right yeah. It was really refreshing. Um, the other thing about that couple is that he really wants a bidet. <laughs> and Shay is like, oh, oh, ooh. As so if that is a little bit scandalous, a little yeah. bit weird. Something she doesn't really want to talk about or know too much about. Like she's very much playing it up that she is not a bidet person. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and that like, is so Mormon. <laughs> that's so Mormon. I find that so funny as if we don't all have buttholes. I mean, we all have buttholes, right. but we can't talk about it. We cannot talk about it. And we cannot it. stimulate them. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, no, no. That... That was the most Mormon Shay has ever been, is how she talked about those bidets. Also, confession time, I have a bidet. Yeah, so do I, thanks to you. And yeah, we gifted Katie a bidet this year for Christmas because it's it's magnificent. Why wouldn't you want one? Yeah, what, you want to be less clean, Shay? Yeah, right. Mm. Just get a grip. Interesting. Anyway, we got (laughs) off on a tangent on that one episode, but- in general, we want to dig into like the Mormonness of this series. Where to begin? Should we talk about like the foundation of like who the hell are these people? What's their company? So uh Shay and Sid McGee are co-founders of McGee and Co. Is that the tech mm-hmm. is that technically okay? McGee and Co. McGee. McGee and Co. is their furniture and decor business. Okay. And Studio McGee is their design firm. So they have two businesses, two different names. Roger that. So mm-hmm. My understanding is that Studio McGee started when Shay was designing their own like first home. So she like got a following on Instagram. Yada, yada, yada was really successful. They started a legit company. For some reasons, it became the CEO. Mm -hmm. It's unclear what he does. 
And it's like a running joke throughout the series that nobody knows what he does. Mm -hmm. And again, that feels very Mormon to me. I do think that like this sort of charming performative incompetence is a gendered thing beyond just Mormon culture. For sure. But but Sid's flavor of it is so Mormon to me. He's like, I'm from Southern California. I like to skate and surf and eat donuts. But also mm-hmm. my wife needs to be smoking hot and we got to be rich and look rich. And like, I'm super fun, but also like, oh, I'm kind of dumb and you don't even know what I do. Yeah. But I'm also the CEO. But like, I'm the presumably, CEO. Yeah. Presumably he's like doing stuff. Yes, but we never see that actually happening on the show. Like he tags along with her to things and like makes jokes about how he doesn't know what anybody's talking about or he doesn't have any like ideas. Mm -hmm. He asks someone once about their kitchen storage and is like, don't worry, I won't have any other design questions for you. I'm just along for the ride. Like his whole affect is like, I'm just here to make a couple of jokes yeah, it's like he's a like a hands-off Chip Gaines. Yes. Because like at least Chip Gaines is like getting into stuff and like right. doing demo and stuff. So I actually read that when they first were trying to get their TV show going, they worked with a production company that was like, we got to make Sid the contractor. So basically like the exact formula of Chip and Joanna Gaines on Fixer Upper, he'd be the contractor, she'd be the designer. And apparently they like tried it out and he got like a sledgehammer and they like made this sizzle reel, but it was (sighs) so, it just wasn't right because he's not a contractor. He's not that guy. No. No. I released the footage. Release Cowards. And like, here's the thing. I like Sid. Me too. I find him likable, but maybe that's partly my Mormon conditioning because I've just like, I grew up where, imagine if Sid McGee was in your ward as a kid, you'd be like, that dude is awesome. He's like fun and funny and he's in a good mood because he's not got any work to do and he's rich. What's he got to be mad about? He seems like a really nice dad. Yeah. Real girl dad energy. He wants to hang out with the kids. He wants to eat snacks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he seems, seems cool. Yeah. yeah, he's too punny. Mm. He's got to tone that down a little bit for me, for the my sake, please. flaw for Katie. It's so just relentless. Just around every corner, there's a bad joke. Just mm-hmm. a soul crushing. And like, he does have a wife who like doesn't laugh at him, which is, yeah. I think, good. You know, keep it mm-hmm. up, girlfriend. Yeah hold that resistance seriously but i am i struggle sometimes but i do like him i like both of them i'm gonna talk a little bit of shit but i don't think either of them are bad people yeah i'm just shit talker by nature sure i enjoy the show i enjoy them i watched every episode in preparation for this podcast it's like a good little escapist Mm mm-hmm pleasant experience for and me. be clear you re-watched every episode listen because <laughs> i've I, seen every episode i am a you... diligent podcaster and i wanted it fresh in my mind you're really committed i honestly appreciate that you did that because you noticed a lot of things that i didn't remember because yeah. it's been a couple years to be fair i had covid and so i've been just sitting around yeah you have so How why you doing, not by the rewatch way? all of it i'm doing good good better so glad uh dream home makeover really cured me 
dream makeover home edition yeah extreme dream starring ty pennington and sid mcgee yeah a little more background about them right so they moved from california to utah i saw a quote where shay explains that you know southern california was just too expensive for starting a business utah's more business friendly Mm -hmm. and again that's them walking that line where they don't outrightly say well we went to college in utah we have family in utah but they do her parents live there oh so Anyway, their Mormonness again is mysterious, but they mm-hmm. move to Utah, their company grows, they start this TV show, and it seems like things have really taken off. I mean, mm-hmm. they have like a collection with Target. They have multiple collections with Target at this point. Mm. They have all these employees, their offices are getting bigger, their house is a freaking castle, man. It's so Yeah, their house nice. is insane. So I think they're doing well. Yeah. And Mormons love prosperity. They do. I am sure they are. If they still go to church, they are the absolute celebrities of their stake. Oh, yeah. With their abundance, their mm -hmm. wealth, and with Sid's personality. Yeah. And they're both beautiful people, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they have really cute kids. Yeah. I'm sure their stake is like, let's get the McGee's out here for a pep talk, man. We got (laughs) to... let them show everybody that the lord blesses you for your righteousness yeah shay bring those white teeth with you and let's uh come give a talk i will say and i know that this is a little bit it's not the most tactful thing to even discuss but Mm -hmm. as we're watching and thinking about are these folks mormon are they active mormon what's their relationship to mormonism i can't help but notice when Shay is wearing something where if she was wearing tumble garments, they would show. Right. And without fail, there is not a trace of tumble garments in this mm-hmm. series. And I think that's really interesting. But we were talking about how, like, back in the day, that would mean, oh, maybe they're not active or maybe they're mm-hmm. not Mormon anymore or maybe they don't go to the temple. But in this day and age... Who knows what it means? Not wearing yeah. tumble garments seems like that's just what everybody's doing. Right. It seems super common. I feel like these days we know several people, several couples of that generation who are like kind of, it's kind of up in the air, like what their status is in the church. Mm-hmm. I feel like lots of people are like really ambiguously Mormon these days, which mm-hmm. is not how it used to be. Like it just no. used to be so black and white. Um, and I think it's for the best. I just can't emphasize enough, like you're saying, that it's a huge shift. Mm -hmm. And it's a shift that is still sort of jarring to me. Mm -hmm. In our era of Mormonism, if you were a temple-worthy, temple-attending member of the church, those garments were always on. You were not taking them off to because you had a cute outfit or because you were filming a Netflix show. You know, like you were wearing them at all times. And I just feel like a person or like a couple in their position with a Netflix show or like, let's even put it like time period specific. Let's say it was a TLC show. Mm -hmm. They'd be talking about how they were Mormon. Oh, yeah. That would be a central piece of the story. Right. Its absence is fascinating. But they still do the little things, you know, they do drone shots of the the local temple or the local church in mm-hmm. cut scenes and it's just it's driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to know. 
they're walking that line so well that you know we watched every episode looking for signs and we're like there's one episode where they go skiing Mm-hmm. which looked delightful and their kids are really good little skiers I, I was impressed they're sitting out drinking hot chocolate and one of their kids this little girl says it smells like coffee but it tastes like chocolate and sid says well it better not be coffee because if it is you're gonna be like off the wall you know you already have enough energy and i oh that moment i was like here we go here's where they reveal themselves I know he's gonna that say w- it better not be coffee. How do you even know what coffee smells like? Exactly, that would have been the Mormon response. Yes, what he said. It's like he self-corrected. Yes, it feels so carefully not Mormon, but not not Mormon to me. I know it's driving me nuts. And can <laughs> I say, if they maybe are out of the church at this point, if they are mm-hmm. inactive or ex-Mormon way to go like sure they are doing a really good job of catering to mormons Mm -hmm. and what a good little niche to like have their business in utah and to cater to like that specific type of like generally like kind of like white sort of whatever (laughs) millennial (laughs) i don't know i don't know exactly i mean i do i do understand their aesthetic it's like we were talking about like upscale it looks upscale it's not upscale but it gives the appearance of like a curated kind of upscale yes minimally rustic vibe yes it's kardashian but with a tumbleweed on display we have not talked about this (laughs) the fucking tumbleweed elisa shay mcgee has a tumbleweed on a pedestal in her home Mm mm-hmm I thought, oh, that has to be like some kind of art piece, which is like kind of cool. Like if it was like an art piece of a tumbleweed, mm-hmm. that's very Utah. No, it was a literal tumbleweed yep. from outside. Our pioneer ancestors are rolling in yeah. their graves. Can you imagine like our grandma, if one of us brought a tumbleweed into the house and was <laughs> like, hey, I got this sculpture Let's put it on the bookshelf. She would have just read you the riot act. For one thing, there's stuff living in tumbleweeds, like gross. Ew. Yeah. Right. But also just a loose weed. I think that is a perfect encapsulation of Utah home decor, Mormon home decor, Studio McGee home decor is that Mm -hmm. she brought a tumbleweed in from the road and put it out as a sculpture. That's her idea of like an artful kind of personal touch. Mm -hmm. And like you're talking about, it's like the Kardashians, but wholesome. And there's this sense that like, it's all interchangeable. Like you could go into Courtney Kardashian's house or Khloe Kardashian's house or Kim's house. And you don't know whose house you're in, but you know, you're in a Kardashian's house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the Studio McGee. That's how they're tapping into Mormon home decor is it looks beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not distinctive enough that you're going to stand out as, like, out of the group. Right. You're in the group. Yeah. Let's talk about Mormon home decor in general. Not just McGee home decor. Because there are some trends. For sure. I was thinking about the, like, pipeline, the, like, sort of home decor pipeline we've been on since we were young, since Mm -hmm. we were, like, kids. And this isn't exclusive to Mormons, but it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like the vibe with like white people, especially the like primitive Americana of the 90s. So like kind of like raw wood and they would like turn it into little 
knickety knacks, little like <laughs> kitschy stuff to hang on the wall. And we all had like weird little cows doing stuff in our kitchen mm-hmm. and cows and, and everything geese. was red, white, and blue and mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Cows and geese. Yes. I do kind of like a goose vibe. And then we moved on to Tuscan, which mm-hmm. suddenly we're all Italian. Everything was like burgundies. And mm-hmm. you had those weird like olive oil bottles on the counter that everybody had. And then we moved on to Farmhouse, yep. which is more Chip and Jojo vibes. The ship um, lap reigned mm-hmm. supreme. Right. You had a sign that straight up said Farmhouse made of shiplap hanging above your door you know Mm -hmm. the stuff of nightmares now it's kind of turned into this more upscale looking but still rustic like they're using kind of natural materials and there are wood beams everywhere for sure yeah but it's just a little bit nicer yeah or something it it makes me think about clean girl aesthetic on tiktok or like vanilla girl aesthetic that is it's vanilla girl aesthetic for sure it's beige mom aesthetic right yeah Yeah. beige mom beige baby it's just kind of a nightmare but there are little specific things that make it extra mormon which is Mm -hmm. like when we were growing up the mormon family would have a lot more tacky religious art Mm -hmm. or like church issued documents basically hung on the wall and i still think there are a lot of mormons who do still do that the Mm -hmm. younger folks trying to be in this kind of like ambiguous beige space don't do it so much Mm -hmm. but our parents generation honestly even people my age Mm -hmm. if you go into their house they have a framed picture of the temple at least one if not more if they're being fancy they have like a print that looks like it's a watercolor painting of the salt lake temple or something right like Mm -hmm. not just a photograph it's artsy And they have pictures of church leaders in their houses. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, there was another Mormon girl at my high school. Her family had this huge portrait of Brigham Young over their mantle. And I remember Mm -hmm. kids at the school who knew her and knew me and knew we were both Mormon one time asking me, do all Mormons have Brigham Young's portrait in their house? Uh And I was like, what? (laughs) And they thought it was just like, I don't know, like how all FLDS maybe have Warren Jeff's picture yeah. in the house or something. Like I guess. Yeah, or like we think he's akin to really? Jesus or something. Yeah. He's like the yeah. ultimate Mormon prophet. A portrait of Brigham Young. That's a choice. That's a big swing right there. Yeah. yeah. They really went for it. And mm-hmm. um ooh, that's also a family that sent their kids to those like camps where they like kidnapped you in the night from your own bed. So Brigham oh Young gosh. vibes for sure. Yeah. Anyway, and then framed copies of the proclamation to the family and the living Christ. You got to have them. Classic. You had to. You like had to back you in had the day. To. The next step from there, if you're headed towards a more beige vibe, is instead of like literally framing the proclamation, you have art that just says like families are forever. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. decals, like a wall decal. Yikes. That was a phase. Yeah. Nowadays, it's more like you buy a little print off Etsy and print it out and put it in a cute frame and put it on your shelf. And you have like (laughs) 75 of those and they all say cutesy little things or are quotes from general authorities or scriptures. But they're more like stylized and they're not necessarily church produced. And so it's like cute. And maybe if you just kind of passed by it, you wouldn't realize you were looking at Mormon art. Mm -hmm. but when you actually look closely you're like oh 
that's yeah. a quote from Sherry Do. <laughs> oh, that's like an abstract sort of representation of a temple. Right. Yeah. Or of Jesus or, you know, whatever. One other Mormon trend I have to call out is a wall decal that says the year that the couple <laughs> got married and is like established in 1999 or whatever year the mom turned 19 and got married. Uh, to me, that is like, oops, I'm in a Mormon house and I didn't even realize it. Or just like gigantic, the family's last name. Mm-hmm. but it's like seven feet long oh yeah just in case yeah. you're wondering if they are a family or not they sure are and their family is forever forever so yeah but now we've landed on this a little bit of a more upscale vibe for the mormons which is nice i um i'm happy for them i'm all for it but it does make the mormons a little bit harder to spot sometimes like yeah, these mcgees they're they're tricky yeah it drives me freaking nuts i just like knowing what i'm dealing with you know for sure i i support them either way but i have to know yeah exactly yeah one other thing that came up while watching the show that we wanted to talk about is trends in mormon swearing because there's some funny mormon swearing going on in this show like sid is like oh dang a lot but the way dang. he says dang, I can't even say it right. It's so Utah. <laughs> oh, dang. Dang. Like, yeah. The Hitting the G. <sighs> dang. Get it away from me. Um, Yeah. I saw a funny um, article, a HuffPost article about Mormon swear words. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically just like a rundown of the words that you wouldn't hear in Utah versus some things you might hear that you wouldn't normally elsewhere. Sure. But it was honestly not that great of a list. Like, like they refer to fart as the Mormon F word, which, which we would not have said fart in our home. No, we were not. That was to like fart. too crass. You would have said and like toot. We said toot. And if we had said what the fart? Oh, no, 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 no. That would have been a big problem. They also talk about um, shut the front door. Mm-hmm. But that's like real crass yeah i mean i've known mormons who say that we would not have been allowed to say that no we would have gotten a lecture about like avoiding the appearance of evil or like right even saying oh my goodness i remember being told like goodness is standing in place of saying god and you don't want to take the lord's name in vain yeah i mean it was or geez oh no 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 we couldn't do that (laughs) geez I just become like a morality police when we talk about these things. I'm like, no, no, you can't say that. You can't say geez. I remember saying crap. And I was in high school and I had like applied to BYU at that point. I guess I was a senior in high school. And I didn't know yet if I had gotten in. And I remember saying crap at the dinner table. And mom was like, do you think BYU co-eds say that word? (laughs) Yes, mom. (laughs) And I was shamed. We're saying crap. Yeah. Our language was heavily policed. We couldn't say that sucks. No. We couldn't say shut up. Yeah. But let's talk about words that Mormons do say. Okay. So Um, on the show, there's a one woman whose home they redecorate, whose name is Laurie, by the way. The second Laurie we've talked about on this podcast says, (laughs) if you meet a Laurie, you've met a Mormon, just so you know. For sure. Um, and she says, oh, my heck. That's cute. Which is cute. And very Mormon. Yeah. Oh, my heck. Oh, my word. I say, oh, my word all the time. Yeah. That's uh, going to that's gonna be in here 
for yeah. the rest of my life. I say holy smokes and holy moly still. Oh, yeah. Those are remnants of my Mormonism. Yeah. Things like frick, friggin'. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never said that because it wouldn't have been allowed. It was too too dangerous for us. But I knew yeah. a lot of Mormons who did. There was a trend to say fetch yeah. in place of fuck. Stop trying to make fetch happen. I know. <laughs> but yeah, gosh. Mm-hmm. Even though gosh is borderline. Dang. Heck. Yeah. Shoot. Flip. Flip. Yep. Yeah, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite really... Mm-hmm. expanded our um fake cuss word yes napoleon dynamite also mormon yeah there you go stay tuned for an episode on that one. Oh, you betcha yeah if you know other mormons where words we're forgetting please send them to us because there are so many and i think a lot of them are regional too yeah. like when i moved yeah. to utah for college i hadn't i didn't know people growing up who said oh my heck no but people there were saying it a lot <laughs> a lot oh my heck okay so i feel like those are the big categories of things we were noticing like trends in mormon decor trends in mormon swearing but i have lots of just little random notes that i was taking Please. while rewatching that i would love to throw out there tell me um number one in season one i noticed that shay is wearing a necklace that looks suspiciously like a young women medallion and I kept trying to pause it and get close enough to really see, and I couldn't tell. But she wears it a lot and throughout all the seasons of the show. And at this point, I'm like, she knows she's signaling mm-hmm. to a certain group of people. <laughs> even if it's not a young woman medallion. At this point, I don't even think it is. Mm-hmm. But it's it, that it's the right shape, the right color, the right everything that i'm like she knows what she's doing she is walking this line like yeah an absolute genius i don't want to start a conspiracy but i have a conspiracy to start please and that is that they've left the church but are really really trying to mm-hmm. keep maintain the mormon. mormon clientele exactly yeah and so it's little things like that that make all the difference or in season four and maybe throughout the whole show there are some things she wears that are very nearly temple clothing <laughs> like there's a white dress she wears it's not long enough but the sleeves they go down so far it's like these big gigantic sleeves mm-hmm. and just this i mean it's cute but it's kind of like a dowdy white solid white <laughs> thing and it's just like girlfriend that looks so mormon mm-hmm. and but they never say it you know but they walk that line man geniuses that's what geniuses. i've decided is that they're actually geniuses yeah i'm with you. um later in season one we visit their store they have a store in california not just in utah and we meet the sales associates who work there and one of them is a woman named wesley w-e-s-l-e-i-g-h Woo! beautiful long blonde hair california mormon girl named wesley yeah. If that woman is not a Mormon, I mean, what are we even doing here? What do we, Shut down I don't know podcast. anything about anything. <laughs> yeah. Call it off. <laughs> so there's that. There's an episode in season two where they're building, helping build from scratch a house in Mapleton. Right. And the owner, one of the owners is Laurie and her husband is <laughs> an ex NBA player. And they're building a regulation NBA basketball court in Mapleton. Cause you need that. And I got to say, like, when is enough enough? Yeah. 
when have we become like absolute caricatures of real people? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. to me, when you're building an NBA size basketball court in Mapleton, if you've never been to Mapleton, there's not much there. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, I think you've crossed that line. I think you've crossed that line. I think that you're like putting up the uh, signal like local yokel normal poor people bring your pitchforks you know bring your torches let's get these people out of here this is crossing the line it's wild the display of wealth is out of hand it's grotesque yeah one more thing about that basketball court watching them play basketball in that basketball court i was thinking about how we would go to the church and play basketball in the gym when Mm -hmm. we were kids with our dad and how it was really fun. Mm -hmm. And I had this realization that like, where do people who aren't Mormon take their kids to do things like that? To like outdoor covered area basketball courts at elementary schools. I thought about it too. So they just didn't get the bougie cultural hall experience. Okay. I just had this moment of like grief. (laughs) when that hit me where I was like wow I've lost something by Mm -hmm. leaving the church like I won't have access to these things that I had as a kid I know yeah the perfect parking lot to learn how to drive Uh uh-huh those big gigantic Mormon parking lots I mean I'm still gonna teach my kids how to drive there you can still go to the Mormon parking lot (laughs) and teach your kids how to drive But there's something about the loss of that like indoor nice basketball court Mm -hmm. that really hit me while watching this where I was like, man, huh, (laughs) what a loss. Yeah. And like, just like church ball in general, you know? Yeah. It's where I learned to play basketball. It's where I learned to play volleyball. We had like Mm -hmm. a ward volleyball team. Yeah. There were things about it as a kid, and you know, we've talked about the trauma of being a Mormon kid and the amount of time you were expected to spend on church things, but you also had like some access that I don't know where my kids would access some of those same things. Mm-mm. And it's different than being like, well, just put your kids in like school sports or teen or like I don't even know what the words are for like actual sports you pay to put your kids Mm -hmm. in because we didn't do that. You know, we Mm -hmm. didn't need to because we had it at church. Yeah. Free sports, man. And everybody was on the team and it was like a very friendly, easy, accessible way into that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That feels like a loss to me. For sure. Makes me a little sad. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple of other things that stood out to me in season three, we have an intriguing episode where they redo someone's basement. Season three, episode four. And the man, the husband in this couple, there's a shot where he's like got his arms folded and you see that he has these huge tattoos on his forearms that say vindicate and defend. Wow. Number one, I need to know what happened. What's the story? You know, who are we defending? Who are we vindicating? Yep. Sir, should I be afraid? Having great big forearm tattoos is not a Mormon thing to do. Mm -mm. But if you were going to get them as a Mormon, wouldn't you get a giant forearm tattoo that says vindicate and defend? It's like your fucking Captain Moroni or something. Right. 
yeah. vindicate Joseph Smith. Yeah. Defend the gospel and right. the constitution. It just makes me think of like all the Mormons who were involved in like January 6th. Yeah. Totally. Do they oh, have yeah. vindicate and defend forearm tattoos? At least one of them. That because it was that guy. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Moving on from that. One other episode that stood out to me was season four, episode four, where they redo the front room of a BYU professor and his wife <laughs> yeah. and their little family of Irish dancers. The wife keeps referring to the house as she, right? You know, she wants this. She wants her door here. She feels this way. Yeah. And Shane said, find this weird. Yeah. And weird and like comical. Like, yeah, they, they pretty openly mock this woman in a few different ways. Yeah. This episode. And I just had the thought like this woman prays to Heavenly Mother and she's going to get in trouble for it. Like the oh, church wow. is going to yeah. come for her. She's yeah. trying her best to be a Mormon feminist in rural Utah with a BYU professor husband. And I worry for her. I don't know how I it's going to work out. I do too. And her little clan of Irish dancing children. Yeah. That is interesting. I know. I immediately, I got so mad during that scene when she's referring to her house as a she. Because that is just so not a big deal to me. That's so, such yeah. a normal thing to do. Like, I gender things all the time if right. I feel inspired to. Like, sometimes something's a she. Sometimes sure. it's a he. It's and usually a she. And I feel like JVN normalized that in Queer Eye. Oh, Sure. For the mainstream. Like, everybody started doing it. Right. Why Shay and Sid are acting like it's the strangest thing in the yes. world. That is so Mormon. Uh -huh. For somebody to be doing something so benign and, like, maybe slightly quirky if you really think about yeah. it. But it's really not that quirky. <laughs> and they're like, oh, your house is a she? Yeah, I've it's never like, heard anybody do that before. Ugh. I'm like, come on. Yeah, they kind of sucked in that moment. <laughs> I agree. Also, the other thing I tracked was every single instance when it comes up that nobody knows what Sid does at his job. <laughs> and it is so many times. Yeah. And and it's coming up like between Sid and Shay in front of their employees with their children in front of clients. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah stop we need to nail down what this guy does <laughs> i can't take it anymore yeah i don't know if he can take it much longer i know his poor pride or is he just like loving it yeah maybe he really does nothing and like it's fine yeah and it's just like kind of a cute thing but if he really does nothing why is he the ceo that's what i need to know right take away the title because because he needs an important title because he's a man Ugh. okay those are my things what are yours yeah i don't know definitely had a lot of thoughts about the astrophysicist professor byu professors weirdo <laughs> little homeschooled family they gave off some vibes i did like how their space turned out i thought it sure. was kind of cool yeah they um, got a little library and a living room they did i just i don't know i am suspicious of people like that <laughs> it reminds me of growing up in the church and like going to babysit for families who you arrive to quickly pick up the fact that they're homeschooled mm -hmm. uh, because you look around the wall and it's like the solar system uh the presidents of the united states the general authorities 
and it's just um oh 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 this is the place we are in yes, right yes, now yes. um and no there's no television they made a point in this episode that they had no screens in the mm-hmm. house and yeah, they're so- in a rural place i mean they yeah. live in a very rural location so these kids their experience with the world is super narrow yeah and i don't mean to imply that all homeschooling is bad or weird or whatever but i do think it should be coupled with other perspectives right for sure i think homeschooling is totally valid but there's a certain point where people are giving off a vibe like they're really trying to mold their little people Uh which is shelter how that actually works like you don't get to choose who your kids are going to turn out to be mm-hmm. so trying to over shelter them it, i feel like in most cases will backfire <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's just a little bit alarming um i loved the obvious non-mormons in the season four finale Mm-hmm. I thought they were a breath of fresh air. I loved how silly and goofy and authentic they were and how compared to all the other people that were on the show before them, how they just like stood out so much. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this kind of like took me out of the show a little bit because everybody else just like really like fawned over Shay and mm-hmm. like whatever you like, I like, they just all gave off that same sort of Mormon-y vibe or at least nearly. Yeah, it's true. They had more to like say about what they wanted, but also just about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, oh, when we were traveling through Peru after my master's degree and he's Mm -hmm. like, we take a lot of family showers. Uh, Or she started talking about like the universe and our place in it and feeling small. She did. She went on and on. She talked about getting used to her bidet living in Italy and how she had to use it to wash her clothes. Yeah. Just like these are people, not that you have to have like a lot of world traveling experience to be a valid human being. These are all valid human beings, but they were just especially, they had a little spice to them. Yeah. I was like, oh, these are kind of spicy people. Mm-hmm. Especially because it came, I think, right after the episode with the kind of pod people, astrophysicist oh. family. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, the people in this season were just, I don't know, especially kind of boring and making boring choices like the playroom episode. There's an episode where they were renovating a guest room to be what they called a multi-purpose room, which is like a very, I feel like that's so Mormon. Mm -hmm. It's like multi-purpose room, cultural hall. Like, I feel like those are words we use for things in the church. They use them elsewhere, but it was like kind of a Mormon like... Um, but yeah, just they they took a guest room and they turned it into kind of a shittier guest room and threw <laughs> some beige kid toys in there and called yep. it good. And it was just like, yeah. And then acted like this was the greatest thing that had ever happened to them. Yeah. Did the, I think the mom wept. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, multiple times. I just I can't believe. imagine weeping over something like that. And like, I'm glad she felt really good about it. Me I am, too. I have to say over and over, I don't hate these people. I think they're lovely. I'm just a hater by nature. One other thing we need to talk about that we haven't, and I know you took notes on this too, is Tyler the Contractor. Love. Stan. Yeah. Big fans of Tyler the Contractor. Yeah. In large part because in that bidet conversation, he's like, love a bidet. It changed my life. And I'm like, good for you, Tyler. We did not buy into this like pearl clutching about bidets. No. We did just be yourself. Yeah. And then there's a scene where they get a tub in and he's like, oh, I'm a big tub guy. And he climbs into the tub. And again, Shay acts like 
oh oh and you know that's kind of gendered like oh mm-hmm. he's a big burly man he couldn't possibly love soaking in a tub and i just love that he's like nope i'm a tub guy you know why he loves a tub because he's a big gigantic super jacked like bodybuilder guy he needs a good soak every now and then yeah. and it seems like he's in touch with his feminine side or whatever he's wonderful he's the backbone of the show justice for tyler please bless tyler <laughs> please bless tyler i mean in general a delightful show watch it if you're mormon adjacent i don't think it'll trigger you unpleasantly it's like a pretty mellow way to sort of engage with your mormon background in mm-hmm. pop culture without it being in your face because in right. fact it's very carefully not in your face right their religious ambiguity is kind of a comfort but also maddening maddening. (laughs) yeah yeah and it's easy i mean you can easily power through it the episodes Mm -hmm. are not very long and the seasons are short the episodes are short if you get covid like i did settle in oh yeah that's a good covid watch don't expect anything revelatory. So we'll Don't give expect it a, Ty a, Pennington to show up. No, but. no, no, no. Nobody with that kind of energy. But we'll <laughs> give it the stamp of we liked it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Follow us everywhere at Please Bless Pod. Email us at pleaseblesspod at gmail.com. Especially email us if you've ever been in the same stake as Shay or Sid McGee. We want to know. Yes. And in the meantime, you know, please bless Tyler, the contractor. Mm -hmm. Please bless the McGee's new Airstream trailer. Oh, yeah. That it doesn't fall apart from the heavy load of the the marble tile in the bathroom that Shay needed. Please bless Sid's sense of humor that it might improve a little bit. I'm so sorry. Oh, snap. And please bless this podcast. Amen.